The Performance Marketing Podcast is sponsored by the Foxwell Founders Membership. If you want to be great at paid social, the Foxwell Founders Membership is perfect. It's a community of the best paid social marketers and agency owners. Ask any question and hundreds of elite marketers can work with you on it. This isn't a Facebook group with fake ROAS screenshots. These people are paid a lot of money for their advice, and with the Foxwell Founders Membership, you get full access to them 24-7. So go to foxwelldigital.com and sign up today. Hey, welcome to the Performance Marketing Podcast. It's our first episode of 2023. Um, with I'm Eric Villapu, and I'm with Akash Joshi and Nick Pooley. Yeah, well, basically this episode, we're going to talk about a topic that is pretty prominent in the marketing world today, definitely on Twitter. And it's going to get increasingly more prominent. It's chat GPT. It's like a chat bot that scrapes the entire internet to answer your question in the exact way you want it answered. Uh, it's a pretty sophisticated tool. It's from OpenAI, which is, you know, Anything with AI, people are going to say, oh, it's taken over the world, uh, it's Ultron, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the reality is, like, if you write some copy or something, you, or you say, write me this, write me X, Y, and Z, and you give it some certain parameters or conditions, um, like, write, rewrite this sentence the way copywriter Eugene Schwartz would write it, it'll do it. And uh, it's pretty efficient for marketers. A lot of people in the content and blog and copywriting space. Um, I don't say they're nervous, but you can see how this tool works and you can see how like you might not want to work with a copywriter if you have this tool. You know what I mean? Like it's a very easy dot to connect. So today we're going to talk about just how us as performance marketers are using it right now and maybe some of the implications it might have on the industry. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to get you rich or it's going to erase an entire industry or anything, but it is pretty unique. You know, it's a, it's a fun tool. It's a good tool. Uh, and it has a lot of uses. Um, so I'm just going to kick it off. The first, the major uses I have for it is firstly as a research tool more than anything else. Um, if you're looking at like different niches and let's say you're an agency employee and you just get a new client. Uh, I work in a mental health niche, so like I'm researching it for my company, but I'll just Google like I'll, I'll just not Google it. I put in the chat GPT, like how is my company ThriveWorks more unique compared to competitors? And I I should say the competitor's name. Competitors like X, Y, and Z, and it'll give me like a list of reasons that are pretty, like like it just looks on. I guess it scrapes my company's website, then all these competitors' websites, and makes these assumptions based on it and it's not perfect but it's pretty interesting right so like it's a great starting off point right if you just get a client in the pet niche like let's say it's a pet supplement you google like uh what are some common reasons for pets to have joint problems or common needs for pets to buy a joint supplements you get like some good answers so it's a fast research tool um it's like if you were to google something and open 10 different articles or sources and then make lists on your make a uh, list of notes on your own this is kind of doing that for you it's making the little notes like it did the google search for you and it's giving you the basic summary so that's pretty cool and then like i said as a copywriter like 
if you if you're using a lot of body copy like in some landing page or if your images have a lot of text in them and you're finding looking for a good headline this is a great tool like like i said you can just like take your best copy and say please write whatever 10 iterations of this copy you copy and paste it uh, and then it'll give you 10 iterations. Then you'll see it, you'll be like, okay, that's great. You can literally type in, great, now rewrite it the way uh, Eugene Schwartz would write it. Or great, now rewrite it in the way the Harmon Brothers video advertisers would write it. And it gives you some like pretty good nuance. You can see the difference in the writing styles. It's pretty cool. So, I mean, the first implication, obviously, if you're using one of these copy services, I'm not going to name them. Uh, God bless them. But, or if you have a freelance copywriter that charges you by the hour or something and you submit a copy brief the same way you do a creative request, um, you can see the difference. You can see where the efficiency is here. Like maybe it's not perfectly tailored for your company because the AI doesn't know your company as well, but it's instant results. So you can tweak it to the little nuance that you want. And if you have some idea of copy or something, you just need some kind of MVP thing to get into the next test. Um, this is a great starting point. So um, it's extremely valuable that way. If you're a copywriter too, this is very valuable too, just for some instant ideas. So anyway, that's my take on it and how it's gonna impact the industry. Curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are and how you're using it. Holy you wanna go? Me? Yeah, I can go. Uh, yeah, go um, yeah, I mean, from a utility standpoint, I've been using actually probably mainly for copy frameworks and then scripting. So like um, on Excel and stuff, if I need to like know a function, just help me there. But in, in terms of the, yeah, the utility, like overall, like I sent to you guys earlier, I think it's, it's general. So like if, if you do want to write you like an, a, a Google ads script, um, you know, to exclude certain keywords, whatever, you will still need to know how like the scripts work and like, Google ad scripts are written in JavaScript. So you might need to know a little bit about that. Like it, it won't do it all for you because, you know, it doesn't have that exact data. So I think like it is novel in that area and it hopefully will get better where it will kind of be able, you'll maybe be able to connect it to your Google account or connect it to these other kind of sources and mediums and it will kind of use that as well. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think from a creative point of view, like a, a framework and a copy point of view, it's pretty darn good and it will give you, essentially what you need maybe with a few tweaks maybe because that is subjective and that's where it's like it doesn't give you the exact answer because copies quite subjective as opposed to a google ad script or an excel function or, or a website where it needs to be following a certain um kind of syntax so yeah i've been working using it for that i think it's like you said eric it's very like fast as a research tool as opposed to google and obviously that's it's like in the rich snippets of google you know how google's introduced a couple of years ago like the top bar that allowed you to not have to click through into other pages it just gave you the information instantly um it's essentially that but on steroids <laughs> um so yeah i mean i think like i was saying to the guys earlier like what's to come will be a lot better. I think everyone's saying this, like right now there's a lot of hype, but it's quite generalized still and quite novel um, and like fluffy. Whereas when we get multi, uh, uh, multi-modal uh, systems where we can, you know, upload our video and say like, you know, take this video and, you know, 
make me another video or I'll speak to it and it can kind of use that, that data. That's when it will become really useful. Um, but yeah, like Akash was saying earlier, I've used it for frameworks, personas and stuff. And that's very helpful to in, in regards to like the opposite would be to go find someone. So that costs a lot of money and time, takes a lot of time to get that or to, to Google search it. And again, I think from my point of view, the answers chat GPT gives you um, is essentially better than what Google and all the blogs will give you because it's it's taking that data. So they're, they're the main things on my end. Um, we can go into in depth one of those things, but yeah, I don't know, Akash, what do you, what do you, um, what do you use it for mainly? Yeah, look, I think something to preface is if there's an internal junior at the company, just don't let them use it. I don't think it's actually beneficial um, to them and they shouldn't like, I, I don't think it's beneficial to them for them to use it. They're not really learning anything. They're just typing in prompts and they're essentially getting the answer without any actual research behind why this is good copy or why this is bad copy. If you don't know the difference, you're just going to have mediocre copy from an AI that's not really too advanced at the moment. Um, but yeah, some of the use cases um, that like I use it for is, you know, script writing. Um, so if we have the shoot, so we have different scripts for different brands, um, talking in the voice of certain personas, understanding, um, you know, we have, we have, we have a framework where we talk about features and benefits, uh, you know, of a brand, but in the form of uh, appealing to logic, appealing to emotion, appealing to ethics and appealing to timing, you can literally just say, um, to chat GPT, put, put all of these benefits in the form of appealing to logic or appealing to emotion, appealing to ethics. And it really does give you a really good sense of, um, you know, what angles, what pathways you can essentially take down. Um, so I think with this and, you know, with AI coming forward, and by the way, we've been using Jasper and some other AI copy tools um, for the last two years, this isn't something revolutionary or completely new. Um, it's been around for a while. Um, but for, for something like this, uh, it, this will amplify someone that's already good at what they do, um, but continues to learn. This will amplify those sorts of people. But for beginners, for people that are just coming in, this probably, uh, it, it, it won't help you. It, it won't help you. Um, yourself it will just spit out answers and you won't know whether it's good or it's bad and you, you you'll just be you know uploading it um yeah so just keep that in mind i think this definitely is a trend a, a big trend at the moment there's going to be a lot of people that use it now talk about it a lot now but then eventually just stop using it this, you know I, I saw a tweet earlier that i completely agree with this mm -hmm. feels like you know when clubhouse came out and then 12 <laughs> months later no one's using it now so Keep that in mind. A lot of the people that are talking about it now probably won't even use it in the next, you know, twelve to twenty-four months. Yeah, yeah, and um, I like what you said about like it'll make someone good, right, or whatever. I think it's important. I'll give an example. Like I said, I work with mental health, so I'll like ask, hey, what are ten selling points of mental health therapy? And it'll like it. It's making health claims. And you don't know where it's getting its sources. Like you don't know if it's scraping the internet, like whether it's a verified scholarly article about mental health or it's like a Reddit post. 
you actually don't, it doesn't say the source, right? So, but I mean, the, what you could also do, you can ask it, please link a URL to the study any for any health claims you make. And it actually does that in many cases. Um, but like, like that, my point there in general is one, it's able to, if you ask for the sources, for especially for health claims or something, it'll do that for you. But if uh, you make sure you know what you're talking about or, or you know the topic it's talking about before. And I'll give you another example. I was just wanted to, I just wanted to test how much it knows. So I asked it to write a summary of a book that I already read. So I would know if it's accurate or not. And it wasn't that accurate. It kind of looked like it went to the Amazon website and then like almost already read the back of the book, right? It just shows the big bullet points and it kind of expands on like Wikipedia articles of those main points. So it's not like I read the book. It's, it's not as good of a summary. So, and then like, if you just, if you do look at the copy it does make on a, on a subject you kind of know about, you'll see there are some nuances where it makes a claim that not entirely true or you wouldn't word it that way. So you don't want to copy paste it verbatim. But yeah, that's something to keep in mind. Don't just blindly copy and paste its results all the time into your copy. Definitely give it a check or have someone who knows the subject matter, give it a check. Um, a practical example, like if you're, let's say you're a guy working on a cosmetics account, right? And you say, write an ad for a use case of magnetic eyelashes, right? Um, you, you're unaware of what you're unaware of as a guy. So you don't know if what they're saying is true. And then like a female will see the ad and like, this makes no sense what you're saying. Like no one uses it that way. Um, I would just like give it a quick check um, the same way you would any copy. Um, but yeah, just that's, those are things I would caution if you're using it. Yeah, and I think um, to something Eric said before we started recording, like something to to do at the agency or at your at your company is to A/B test your copywriter or yourself's headline with the chat GPT headlines, um, either obviously on email or on, on social media. But start. I, I think like what will happen is some will win, um, some won't. You know, and here or there because copy is quite subjective, obviously, and quite like contextual. But if you do see a bit of a trend where like it's writing it for you and it's it's kind of working, I, I see it being like, yeah, I, I don't see it taking over, right? Like I don't see it being 100% GPT copywriting, blah, blah, blah. I see it acting as essentially like a VA, like giving you some points or like, like yeah, a very quick Google search, a very easy Google search to, again, give you some points that you can then expand on. But it would be quite interesting to do that, that test um, ABA testing headlines. I think that's a it's a good shout. So. Yeah, really cool. Also, something uh, to think about as well, right? Is, um, like you know, Paulie's got a coffee brand. If the it, you know, let's say X coffee brand in the US, for example, instead of Australia, they write the same. Hey, write me three bullet points about you know, why this coffee is good, or f five benefits about why this coffee is good. Will chat GPT give him the same answer? And no, then I've tested that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like original content and unique content. Um, because I was thinking about that straight away, right? Like if if you know if school kids are writing essays and they both get the same essay question, but it writes, yeah, it 
I don't know exactly how because you know you're asking the exact same question, but I do. I think it takes into account your past like um, questions, so it takes that into account potentially. Um, but I think that's quite unique, right? Where it gives you a unique answer to that person, which is just crazy. Um, yeah. But I I know what you were to say, Cash. Like if if everyone's doing the same kind of questions in the same industry, there's going to be a lot of the same stuff, and your stuff's not going to be very engaging or attention grabbing. Um, yeah, and that's, that's how that it is could, now, though. Ghostwriters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and like it could actually be better because right now, like you said, Eric, everyone's copying everyone. <laughs> that's the you know, like don't everyone's trying not to reinvent the wheel, which I think is smart. But um, yeah, maybe maybe Chat GPT can help that kind of uniqueness um going forward because it'll start to kind of get super smart. Could be. Yeah. But we can test that again, Akash, if we want to ask it the exact same question. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Let's, let, let's do it after the call. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Should be good. Um, all right, cool. A couple of things to keep in mind is this is like all the crypto and NFT people who lost all their money and stuff. I see a lot of people, these get-rich-quickers jumping on this and making courses and like Slack communities that they're charging $29 a month for or something or discords. Um, like it's such a new thing where literally if you just log on to it and start using it, you'll be one of the experts in the world because there's so much talk and hype about it. And like, I see people with extremely prominent platforms on YouTube with millions of subscribers talking about it. And it's very clear they've never used it, but they're talking about it like they're experts. Um, like it's pretty embarrassing, honestly. Like um, I'll give you an example. It if you just Google how to use like ChatGPT login or something, like the first thing that comes up is a page. This is on OpenAI's fault, honestly. Um, it's like a page that doesn't work. It says like there's a waiting list. You'll put your email to get on the wait list. That's not the like. There's another one if you Google like specific login or sign up. Um, where it's the real login. And I have that one bookmarked on my Chrome, but I, I think there's also some extension in your Chrome extension uh, you can set up for it too. So those are things like, but anyway, my point is like, I think someone was talking about, oh, well, it, it's always on, it's still on waitlist for me. I can't get on. And they're like, I guess I can't use it. So anyway, I, I thought that, but they're like uh, talking a, like a subject matter expert on the issue, but they haven't used it yet. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of hype around it right now. And like just like Akash said, it's like the, was it Clubhouse of this year? So I don't know. I'm not entirely sure how that will play out, but I do know there's a new version coming out in like a few months. I think ChatGPT version four. That is basically like, supposedly something like 100,000 100, times smarter. I think if you follow Alex Hormozzi on Instagram, you put like a a video or a visual graphic of it and it's yeah it's going to be using a lot more data points so that's version four he's like oh if you just type in a sentence it'll write you a sixty thousand word novel so it's going to be pretty interesting a lot of long form written content it's kind of interesting like the the age of written content is almost completely dying and you can tell who's like a soulless marketer by saying oh, well, you definitely need long-form content. And so buy my ChatGPT course. Or, or now that it's easier to rate or write, I think you're going to see people 
acting as if long form content is, or overvaluing long form content just because they're pitching it to you. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how this works. That's a good point. Like on, on the whole content piece, um, obviously Google will hate this, right? Like for, for multiple reasons, but not, not that it's going to take over their search, which everyone's saying, but more, I think so that blog content and SEO in general is going to be a lot harder for them to kind of say like, oh, is this, you know, is this uh, AI content or is this actually written by a person? And that's their, that, that's been their whole thing with like black hat and white hat SEO where white hat is like the good SEO, which is like writing unique content from a professional's point of view. And black hat has been like, right, the algorithm, the SEO algorithm likes these keywords. Let's just shove them in this blog. Google has been proactively every update been like getting smarter and smarter at finding out who these black hat people are and like essentially penalizing them in the, the rankings. Um, but right now I think a open AI can't even detect its own, um, its own content. So if you ask AI, was this written by open AI? It doesn't know, which is a bit weird. What I do think though is, that Google acquired DeepMind, which is essentially OpenAI's competitor, like a while ago. And they haven't been very like vocal about what DeepMind's doing, um, but I'm sure they'll be using that to help um, one, obviously prevent OpenAI from stealing their whole business model. But then two, helping them find um, like all these now SEO people that are gonna write these massive blogs that are quite unique, but it's not, them and it's 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 open ai so i think at the end of the day the content won't be that beneficial google's like that's their whole thing they don't want people to abuse their algorithm and, and write just keyword focused and ununique content so i think that'll be interesting i, I don't know what they're going to do obviously but i think they'll be using their deep mind which is like open ai to one create their own chat gpt kind of thing but also help prevent uh, people from writing long form content that's not written by them, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah that's really interesting, man. I, I think even Microsoft are in talks of trying to acquire OpenAI. Uh, yeah, OpenAI. Yeah, they, they, they've, they've, I think they've bought like a certain amount of shares. So, yeah, there's a lot of like TikToks and tweets going around that, you know, Bing search will become. <laughs> the market dominator <laughs> i just wow. think that's a, not gonna work <laughs> yeah maybe um, sam bank and freed will pitch in too yeah. yeah it is interesting though like uh similar this kind of goes in like when clubhouse and these things join everyone's an expert um i'll listen i'm just using it uh, there is some practical use for it do i right now in its current form do i see it making you a millionaire uh, I don't know, like uh, probably not. It it just makes the copy thing more efficient for me in the agency or digital marketing space. Uh, I wish I had that in 2019 and 2020 when I was doing like agency stuff. But yeah, I would have saved a couple business days waiting for copy. But as of right now, it's not like uh, I think blowing my mind, but it is, it, it is very actionable if you know how to use it. It saves you a lot of time and that's, pretty valuable in itself yeah 100% this is definitely a tool for efficiency I think mm. if you um wait you know three, like, three, I think in three to five years something like this is going to be much more prominent in a lot of businesses 
um, whether it be through customer support, whether it be through um, you know, copywriting as 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 we've already seen, uh, you know, other other forms of potentially even media buying, right? Like giving it all of the numbers, giving it under like understanding, um, that potentially could be that. But I think to some extent, media buying, that there's not much in media buying at the moment anyway, or or now anyway. I think it used to be much, um. You know, you, you had to get very granular with your targeting in 2015, 2017, that, that sort of time. You had to really be, you know, on the ball with that stuff. Now it's very automated with, like, Advantage Plus um, for Facebook and, and you know, Google coming out with Performance Max. I think TikTok's got gold as well. I think it's, you know, re- really interesting to see media buying. There's not going to be much there. And, you know, that's what we preach is, like, be very creative-focused, you know, creators gonna is the thing that sells the most, and then also work outside of the ad account, not just inside the ad account. I think most of the wins that people just don't see, um, are outside the ad account. Looking at conversion rate, lifetime value, and then you know other sources of traffic. It's it's not going to be just. I think if you're just a media buyer in this sort of day and age, you really need to start pivoting towards you know, a growth strategist, creative strategist sort of role. Yeah, it's a really, really good point. I, I completely agree. And like, you need to become more of a, yeah, generalist in the digital marketing field. Like, you can't just be like, I'm a media buyer and that's all I focus on. Because like you said, there's there's not much, too much to focus on in terms of what yeah. the old definition of media buying was, which is like buying media, which is like, you know, watching your CPMs and targeting the correct, to, to get the right CPMs and blah, blah, blah. Like they all do that for you with machine learning and AI. So like you said, you need to just learn the fundamentals of business and how it all interacts with each other because it's all connected. And if you get those bits, then you can get the whole kind of piece and come. You just need to increase your value in whatever industry market you're in. Um, and you, you do that by obviously learning more inside of that. So. Yeah. And to your point, Nick, I actually think, this will make the good, like Akash has said too, this will make the better people, this will make the good people better. I actually think if you're someone who already values uh, marketing, psychology, copywriting, knowing copywriting is the skill to, you should practice yourself to get better at marketing psychology and marketing in general, especially for direct response. If you already know that and you watch these copy sales letter breakdown videos and you listen to this podcast, quite frankly, like chat GPT, chat GPT will be an efficiency tool for you. But if you're someone, if you're someone who's just a media buyer, which we see a lot of in our industry, they're, they are obsessed with turning things on and off the little buttons, the shiny object syndrome. And then they also tweet complaining about imposter syndrome. That's just another gossipy point. Um, and, you know, those two things aren't related at all, I'm sure. But basically, my point is a lot of people who are just media buyers and not really marketers, they I can see them leaning on ChatGPT to automate their copy and just say, they're, they're literally going to just type in, please make five body copy variations for whatever the name of my brand. Please make five headlines. Please make five news feed link descriptions or whatever you want to do. Um, and they're going to put it in a dynamic test or they're going to just kind of test it blindly, not really look at the copy itself um 
And then they're going to just kind of the same way they do creatives, just like make a UGC video. They think all UGC is created the same. Then when it fails, they tweet UGC is dead, you know, not going to work for anyone. Um, that, that, that people with that mindset are not going to benefit from chat GPT. If anything, it's going to prolong their failure uh, because they don't want to there. This is like a tool. This is like a, you don't have to learn copywriting. You can just use ChatGPT to do the copy for you. Um, yeah, so that'll prolong learning actual marketing psychology for a lot of people. So if you're already learning marketing psychology at a good level, you'll have no problem. But yeah, if you're prolonging it and you haven't dove into it as much yet, or you think just one YouTube video is enough on it, yeah, and you just lean on it as a crutch, ChatGPT, yeah, it's actually going to hurt you long term. Yeah, look, I just want to caveat, I, I don't use it that much. And I think like that's, you know, to your point, Eric, where I hope I'm part of that cohort, which is enhanced from it, but doesn't really need it. I like, yeah, I, I would rarely use it to to be honest, I'm on the, on my day-to-day right now. And I think like everyone who's talking about it, everyone thinks that they use it all the time. It's like literally automating their day. But realistically, to be like transparent to anyone who's listening, like I hardly use it at the moment because I know that, they give you very generalized, broad, basic stuff, you know? And I think you, you can't be basic if you don't want to be, don't want basic results. You know what I mean? Like you have to be unconventional. Um, so I think that's just important to, to know. I think something Thanks. to also think about is other than efficiency, what has it actually um, accomplished? Not like after efficiency, not much. Has it actually got you better quality work than you've already got? Does it know your brand more than you know than you know your own brand? Like, probably not, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's really good for ideation. It's really good for research. Sometimes in script writing, giving you sort of general outlines. When it comes to more like specific stuff and actually really understanding the brand, understanding the metrics, all of that stuff, that's on you, right? So, use it as a tool of efficiency. Don't use it as something that you wholeheartedly need to rely on you know because when it goes down every other hour it's even be fucked like you know, yeah people just like relying on this thing like it's i can't wait till we get to the point where doctors are asking chat gpt what they should should pres- prescribe to people <laughs> like you know like don't be yeah. that brainless in uh in the way you yeah. use this tool yeah Cool. Any last thoughts? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have any a lot of, I don't want to do any of this navel gazing philosophy speculating about the industry. That's where every other YouTube channel is going to be. But yeah, so kind of to summarize what we talked about so far, um, it's a great research tool for specifically like uh, different marketing psychology points, um, different consumer motivations to buy things. Uh, it's a great research tool for like just copy ideas. I love what you said, Akash, about, oh, write this copy, but in the words of this persona or in the words from a stay-at-home mom or in the words of a CEO, you know what I mean? Like, depending on if you're B2B, you know, it's a really interesting way to do that. I like that a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like it's a fast copywriter. It, it just, it's speed. It really is everything. If you know what you want and something you can kind of do anyway, 
and you just want the, the fast version, like an MVP version of it, it's a really good tool. Um, SEO, I don't know about SEO to comment on it uh, intelligently, but yeah, I'm really excited to see how it does. Uh, but I do think it's important to note that if you're someone who undervalues marketing psychology, you haven't really dove into it yet, uh, and you think that you don't need to now because you can just give this this robot all your creative requests, then that's just going to prolong your inability. And I would actually just ask ChatGPT, um, you know, <laughs> I would use ChatGPT to learn copywriting. Actually, I'd be curious what they say, but. Um, if you don't need that, if you listen to this podcast, all right, cool. Um, well, that's all we got for chat GPT. Um, obviously it's only January, 2023. There's a new version coming up in a few months that maybe we'll touch upon in a few months. We'll see how it goes, but yeah, um, use it well and keep focusing on marketing psychology. Don't use it as a crutch, use it as a tool and the man makes the tools. So keep that in mind. All right.